Good evening. I realize it may not actually be evening when you're watching this, but I've been watching a lot of Alfred Hitchcock Presents lately, so I'm greeting you with a heartfelt and slightly deadpan good evening. This is a special installment of Transformers, lovingly reviewed by Algar. Regular viewers will note that last week's installment, Sea Change, was episode 49 in the series. And since the entire series consists of a total of 98 episodes, my community college dropout math skills tell me that we've reached the halfway point. This also more or less marks a full year since I began doing these things, since you'll no doubt recall I took two weeks off at Christmas. I'm only a man, dammit, not a machine. And therefore, by my own standards, I'm one of the boring characters you should ignore. So yeah, here we are, halfway through. Let's take a look at a few interesting statistics while we're here. Actually, I made every one of those up, but I bet you didn't know that till I told you, and therefore, in a certain sense, they're true. But I'm not here to get philosophical on you. I'm here to answer your questions about my stupid cartoon reviews. Before we get started, I thought you might want to know a little about me. Six? Green, yes, 758, and a girl named Jill, my junior year of high school. All right, on with the questions. Our first question comes from Cruiser Dave. Do you know how many steps I had to go through to find you email address? I don't know, like six? Six sounds about right. Like a lot. I must have missed it in the actual podcast, but man, I had to search for it on your website, find it, click on it, find your contact page, scroll to the very bottom, and then decode it. So you better appreciate the questions you get, because those of us that are sending them had to work at it. Well, of course I appreciate them. And I had no idea I was responsible for creating such a clusterfuck of inconvenience. I do sincerely apologize for that. I'll be amending my end titles to include contact information, but while we're on the subject, let's go over that right now, won't we? Being as I am a grand attention whore, I am quite probably the most reachable person on the internet. Here are the more pertinent ways to get a hold of me. You can email me at algar at mac.com. You can leave comments on my reviews on YouTube or on my website, algar.com. You can become a fan of me, Algar, on Facebook, or become my friend. I'm there as Ron Algar Watt. You can follow me on Twitter. My name, shockingly, is Algar. And if you're living in Southern Maryland in the year 1990, you can sign on to my BBS and chat with me about adventure games or my very stylish mullet haircut. Question two comes from The Outlaw Torn 1080 which is one of my favorite Metallica songs, plus the number 1080 for some reason. So, do you think today's generation can watch this show and appreciate it as we did, or is it too dated for today's young audience? You know, no. I don't think they can. I think a kid born in the 90s, or Christ, even in this decade, whatever we're calling it, has grown up with so many different things calling themselves Transformers that this show probably would just get lost in the mix. I personally don't give two-tenths of one crap about Beast Wars or Machine Wars or... Cybertron, or animated, but a lot of people do. And those people seem to love shows that look like Pokemon. The original Transformers series doesn't look very much like Pokemon, and the only time it gave me a seizure was when I filled up on Pixie Sticks and Jolt Cola and watched the Ultimate Doom on Fast Forward. Question three comes from a lot of people. I approve your videos. Your reviews are the funniest things I've seen in a long time. Are you going to do the other series, such as Armada and Animated? Do you watch that crappy Transformers Animated on Cartoon Network? What were your opinions on the 2007 Transformers movie? I was going to pretend to be objective and gracious to the other series here, but I guess I sort of just tipped my hand. I personally don't give two-tenths of one crap about Beast Wars or Machine Wars or Cybertron or Animated. <sighs> yeah, I hate being one of those petty internet nitpickers. I honestly do. Those people fill me with a murderous rage. But I do have my limits, and slapping the names Megatron and Optimus Prime on any old vaguely robotish character just doesn't do it for me. 
I mean, I was willing to give the Michael Bay movie a lot of latitude, because really, there's not a lot of depth and complexity to capture, really. Optimus Prime's primary character trait is that he's red. And they couldn't even get that right! Now granted, I get a lot of comedic mileage out of continuing to review things that I hate. But I'd have to drop the word lovingly from the title. And beyond that, I don't know if I want to be doing this for another eight years. Alright, all that said, I will be reviewing a few sort of off-the-wall things for a website called Project Foxhole. I'll probably take a crack at Beast Wars, maybe something from whatever the current series is, and some other stuff. These reviews will be exclusive to ProjectFoxhole.com, which is an endeavor being launched by some good friends of mine. Hopefully the three or four of you who watch these things will go there, check them out, then stick around and have a look at what else the site has to offer. Question four is somewhat related, but I wanted to address it separately. With as silly and inconsistent and sometimes just flat-ass goofy as the old Transformers can be for striking comedy gold, it has nothing, nothing on G.I. Joe. Have you ever considered reviewing G.I. Joe in the same manner? Just YouTube the episode The Wrong Stuff and you'll see the jokes almost write themselves. Well, I wouldn't say it has nothing on it. They were both made by the same team, and I think they're both equally ridiculous. I actually had a close look at the first couple of G.I. Joe miniseries as I considered doing the series, and they're insane. There's actually a guy who solves all his problems by yodeling. And the writers managed to find a way for him to do this twice in one episode. I would love to do G.I. Joe, but then again, I, I don't want to get burned out on this stuff. When I finished with Transformers, I'll have been doing this for two years. I hate sitting still for that long. So, probably no, I won't be doing G.I. Joe. I'll definitely do at least one of them for Project Foxhole, though, but it probably won't be the one you mentioned. I've had my eye on Cold Slither for quite some time now. And since it has sort of a tenuous connection to the Transformers, I figure that's a good choice. Question 5 comes from Cruiser Dave, a.k.a. my new best friend. As we close in on the 1986 animated movie, will you be doing an extended review of it? Possibly you could do it over five days, like what happened when they finally aired the movie as part of the series. Right. That thing. Wait, did you just say five episodes? The movie's like 90 minutes long. That means you got it in 17-minute chunks. The average Transformers episode is 23 minutes. You got cheated out of like six minutes of episode every day. Yeah, I'm doing the movie but I'm splitting it into three parts. Each one roughly the length of a single episode. I had intended to do something a little bigger, but that didn't pan out. And I gotta be honest with you, I'm gonna have a hard time doing the movie just this way. I love that movie. Being mean to it feels wrong. Question six comes from Samael527. How are GoBots worse than Transformers? My natural inclination here is to throw up some footage of a GoBots episode to show you exactly how, but it doesn't seem to be available on DVD. These things tend to work on demand, so the non-existence of a DVD set at this point sort of helps me. But beyond that, okay. The show was made by Hanna-Barbera, which frankly never made a good cartoon after the Flintstones. And don't say what about Scooby-Doo either. I fucking hated Scooby-Doo, and so did you. You just might not realize it. It's a terrible, terrible show. I'll try to do the old compare and contrast by memory here, since I don't have a good source material to draw from. It's not even on YouTube, for crap's sake. What's that about? All right. Transformers had cool names like Megatron, Skywarp, Soundwave. GoBots had names like Psykill, Turbo, and Leader One. The Transformers' homeworld was called Cybertron. The GoBots' homeworld was called Gobatron. Transformers turned into strange futuristic alien vehicles before they came to Earth because they'd never seen Earth vehicles before they got here. The GoBots were already cars and planes and motorcycles, just, I don't know, out of coincidence, I guess. Some GoBots, in an effort to make them appear cuter to kids, actually kept their faces in vehicle mode. If none of this convinces you, then at least remember this. Nerds love being divided. My cartoon is better than your cartoon. It's just how we roll. Only in this case, the Transformers people are right, because goddamn, Psy-Kill? Are you kidding me?
Next question comes from Duncan Bosco, who I should mention in the interest of full disclosure is the son of one of my oldest and closest friends. What the hell happens to Prime's back truck thing? It just poofs away. This reminds me of West Side with robots and other crap. Well, you see... My question is, what got you started on this? Wait, that's your question? What about the poofing? Oh, well. What got me started is pretty simple. I was eight years old when the show first aired. I've been watching it more or less ever since. As I grew older and got more hateful, I noticed that I tend to yell at the television a lot when I watch them. Ten years ago, I would have just had to live with the label crazy person for doing this. Now I can point a webcam at myself and turn it into an internet phenomenon. Question eight comes from Alfredo Gomez. Were you ever confused about the Transformers changing in size? Like with Megatron turning smaller? You know, people forget what the original deal with Transformers was. Here's a dramatic recreation of my first encounter with a Transformer long before the show even aired. Hey dude, what do you got there? Oh, this is an Optimus Prime. Check this out. Hey, what? Ah, sweet merciful fuck, what'd you just do to your toy truck, man? Alright, I'm paraphrasing a little there. I probably didn't actually say sweet merciful fuck, but you get the idea. Transformers were originally like the song says, robots in disguise. A kid would be playing with a toy car or a toy gun and suddenly you'd pull the thing apart and it'd be a robot. The Soundwave toys actually built a scale with a real mini cassette recorder. The toys were meant to trick you. So I kind of had that in mind when I watched the show. Megatron turned from a toy gun to a toy robot. I never really gave it much thought beyond that. Question 9 comes from DM Fighter, whom I can only assume is Danger Mouse's arch nemesis, Baron Silas Greenback. I was somewhat interested in reviewing some 90s shows in the future. What programs and equipment do you use to make your reviews? I don't have a funny answer for this one, really. I don't have any special equipment, just a Mac and the software that came with it. I use an iSight webcam as a microphone, so it's a little less awkward than leaning into the computer's built-in mic. I do my voiceovers in GarageBand, since it has a slick filter to correct for the iSight. Then I edit everything in iMovie. For some reason, I'm too stupid to work out how the latest version of iMovie works, so I've been using the 2006 version. That's pretty much it. The actual process is pretty boring, too. I initially hoped that this QA would be sort of a pull-back-the-curtain-and-show-you-the-incredible-magic thing, but uh, there's not much to it, really. I rip the episode from my DVD, I watch the episode, pausing it frequently to write my commentary as I go, I record my voiceover, and I edit the review. The whole process on a good day takes me about three hours. And I think it shows, frankly, but if I spent days agonizing over each one of these, you wouldn't have 49 of them so far. So there's that. Oh, and sometimes on a slow day at work, I can watch an episode via YouTube on my iPhone and write the actual review at my desk. That's kind of interesting, I guess. A little. No? Question 10 comes from Samael again. Why don't the humans ever call the National Guard or something? Why don't you learn how to use apostrophes correctly? Sorry, knee-jerk reaction there. I do have to say, now that I'm thinking about this, that the overall quality of you guys' comments are way, way above the average YouTube comments. I generally appreciate your efforts to spell out the word you instead of just using the letter U, or you actually put a little thought into your questions or comments. I particularly appreciate it when you clear up my confusion on a particular point or share trivia I didn't know. Honestly, that's good stuff. You guys are pretty awesome. I'm sorry, what was the question again? Cruiser Dave also asks, Do you currently collect Transformers toys? If so, what's your favorite one that's been released over the past year? You know, I originally wrote out a six-page response to this question, and then I realized there's absolutely no jokes or interesting points on it, so I trashed it. Short answer, yes, I have toys. I have a few of the original ones I had since the 80s, a few knockoffs that were cheaper than trying to track down the real deal, and I have Masterpiece Megatron and Prime. Oh, and these guys on my desk. 
I'm not a collector though. I play with my toys. I have pretty great contempt for people who buy toys and leave them in the box. You people are jerks with no souls. On to the next question. Question 12 comes from Samael again. Seriously, where is the military in all this? You asked me this already. Next question comes from my Irish pal, Gav Brown, or possibly from his creepy woolen clown. My question is, if Optimus Prime formed an American Idol-style band, who would be in it and what song would they sing? Optimus Prime has that John Wayne thing going with his voice, so him singing would be a lot like when Shatner sings. In other words, hilarious and brilliant. Our final question comes, once again, from Sam A.L. What is slash fiction? Oh lord, shouldn't your parents feel this one? No? Alright then. In a nutshell, slash fiction is fan-produced porn. The name comes from the seemingly innocent titles people would give them back in the day, like Scully slash Mulder, or more often than not, Kirk slash Spock. And as much as we'd like to think that our childhoods have literally been raped by people on the internet, the key word in that sentence is internet, and you know they have. A quick search found this, and this, and this. Well, I'd hope to end on a better note than that, but it would seem that we're out of questions. Thanks for watching, thanks for your questions, and be sure to tell your friends about this thing. I really want the attention. You can leave the part out about slash fiction if that helps. Or emphasize it if that helps. I'm not here to judge. Good night.